Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, hey, how you doing? How are you? Welcome to Harlem America. This is the flagship show, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, and uh, we've had a little technical difficulty. That's why uh, we're a little uh, delayed here. Please forgive us. You know, with this Zoom and uh, the technology, we're all uh, trying to get acclimated. But one, one of the wonderful things about today is I get a chance to sit and talk with the wonderful Renaissance woman, songwriter, singer, producer, manager, author, the wonderful, the lovely, the talented, Kathy Ledge. Hello, Kathy. <laughs> Hello, Keith. How are you? How's everything? Oh, okay. oh, everything, well, everything was okay until we had a little technical difficulty, but welcome <laughs> to Harlem, America. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, so, thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, what is uh, going on in your life these days? I think the question could be, what is not going on in my life? It's a lot, you know, on, on top of what we're all going through with this pandemic. But um, a lot of exciting things, actually. I, I, Like everyone else, I've been in quarantine, and we all have been working within our four walls. And so some exciting things. I produced a, a live show that is now we're talking to networks about, and We'll get into that. It's called Family Room. And and I have, of course, um, I've always been in the studio. I have a new release in the dance community overseas that's doing pretty well. So, yeah, I'm just excited. I mean, in fact, basically, for what we're going through, I'm very happy. Well, that's fantastic. You know, um, all of a sudden, during this, pandemic and, you know, all of us feeling uh, like uh, we're trying to figure out what to do and, and, and how to do it. And, and a lot of us, uh, you know, some of us are having tough times and some of us are having times where we are trying to figure out how we're going to be better than what we were before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this oasis of music suddenly developed or suddenly came into existence when uh, mm-hmm. D-Nice, who for the last, yes. well, D-Nice came along, and, you know, it, it's been 30 years since his first uh, record, uh, Call Me D-Nice, and now he's relevant yeah. again, and he, he has brought you into the quarantine. How did this happen yeah. that you become the queen of club quarantine? <laughs> the queen of club quarantine. It's such an interesting story. First of all, I have to say, D-Nice, you know, we we understand how he got that name because he has to be one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, he actually started playing one of our records my sisters and I had recorded years ago called Thinking of You, which ironically was always a, a strong record in other countries. It was never a single here. And in fact, when I do festivals overseas, the response to Thinking of You is just as huge as the response to your family except for here. But now, really? be nice. thanks to be nice, that's kind of changed a bit. So um, 
Yeah, it was just, it was a release that came out years ago with a We Are Family project overseas, and it was never really a single year. So when he started playing it, Keith, um, it was like a whole new resurgence. And then, of course, I would go to Club Quarantine like everyone else, and um, <laughs> it became the anthem. And voila, <laughs> I became the queen of Club Quarantine. The queen of club quarantine. Well, uh, now, now you mentioned uh, one of your other hits, and I, and I got to tell you, during the disco era, I was at uh, mm-hmm. 92 WKU Disco 92, and I spent mm-hmm. most of my evenings in discotheques and in roller skating rinks. And, we, and wow. your music, We Are Family, uh, was, I mean, like, and he's the greatest. Da- to this day, I think I'm the greatest dancer, okay? But your music kept us kept us going in circles, dancing uh, uh, wildly on the floor. I, well, I tried to be cool on the floor, but uh, yeah. so. Okay. But uh, you have uh, been such an, uh, a musical inspiration to a lot of people in the industry, and and uh, uh, your music has been comfort music to a lot of us as well. You started when you were thirteen. How did you get to be the lead singer? of the group at 13? I, you know, I think it was all organic. I, I had been singing, and a lot of times, you know, in the early days, the fans would parallel me to Michael, like the youngest out of all the siblings. And um, I just, I always, I love singing. <laughs> and I'd never really, I can imagine when I was younger, I'd never really imagined dreaming up that I wanted to be a singer. I just love singing. So it's destiny. And um, I basically, you know, became the signature voice because the producers would choose what they wanted. And um, which I have a huge amount of respect for producers. I feel like they have a vision and they have a vision of what they want, what they want and how they want things to sound. And so um, I look at it a lot like a director with a film. A director has an idea of exactly the vision of how he wants that film to move. It's the same way with lyrics and music and um, performance. So I just lean in. And even at that age, I would listen intently and learn the songs. It was a little different with the Weird Family Project, though. I was not allowed to hear anything until it was time to record it, <laughs> including things yeah. with you and family. <laughs> wow. Well, look here, we've got about 30 seconds left before we go to a break, and we will come back and talk more about that. But I just want to remind folks that uh, you can call in toll-free at 866-472-5788 if you have questions for Kathy, comments for me, or if you just want to tell me what you love about Harlem, America, uh, and or about mm-hmm. Harlem. And uh, we'll be right back with the legendary... Grammy-nominated singer, Kathy Slinch. Harlem, Harlem, America. Harlem. Harlem is my town. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. 
Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back to uh, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander and my special, special guest, Miss Kathy Sledge. Kathy, before you were talking, well, <laughs> before you were talking about producers, how important uh, uh, was Nile Rogers to your whole career? Uh, hugely important, Nile Rogers, and of course the late Bernard Edwards, um, the other part of Chic. And, you know, they, they were there when we were all very young then, and they had an idea and a vision, and they were these super hot producers. They were in demand and they chose to record Sister Sledge. We were on some, we were on a list as an obscure group <laughs> that uh, needed a hit record in the United States. What was crazy is we had, we had several hits in other countries, but not here domestically. And so working with them was, was an incredible experience because they knew exactly what they wanted they had written all the songs. A lot of the backgrounds in some of the songs, like Like We Are Family, were already recorded. You know, in fact, everyone knows now that Luther was a major singer on all of the background of the We Are Family record. Of course, Alpha Anderson. I, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. I did not know that. And, and I, I, you oh, know, yeah. I, I, I know Luther. Luther was a friend. Uh, and I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of his stuff, but I didn't know he he was a background singer on We Are Family, and 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 he's the greatest yes. dancer. Definitely, and and thinking of you, and it's funny. Um, of course, Fonzie Thornton, Lucy Martin, <laughs> Alpha Anderson, those were the Chic singers. And sometimes, if you listen to Good Times with Chic, the Chic singers, and then you listen to We Are Family, it's exactly the same. Of course, the sisters sing along with all of this. But my sisters and I, but the authentic sound that they had, they wanted to keep and they didn't want to deviate too much because they had a formula that was working. And so, yes. yeah, definitely. And, you know, I just, not so long ago, had a really cool conversation with Niall Rogers and he's notorious for doing this in a great way. Like Sister Sledge, for instance, he would always call artists who were in town to sing background on other artists' tracks. Like Sister Sledge, my oh. sisters and I, we are on the background of Material Girl from Madonna. And oh, really? Duran Duran, yeah. <laughs> Duran Duran, I think now shared, they're on the background of Lost in Music and, uh, you know, the B-52s. So he just uses all of these artists. It's really cool, isn't it, to just 
if they're in town, in fact, my sisters and I happened to be in New York around the time Madonna was recording her Like a Virgin project, and Niall called us. He's like, I need some, I need somebody to sing that, you know, living in a material world. <laughs> so, yeah. That was you guys? That was us, wow. yeah. And, and, and then so, that was Luther on We Are Family. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. And I was at, I was at KTU, and I was the... Um, I took Madonna out to a club called Heskel's out in uh, Queens, and it was when she had the yeah. Like a Virgin record and everything, and I had no idea that you guys were a part of that uh, musical production. Cheese and crackers. What was I missing? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's Nile for you. Nile is such a genius, and, and um, of course, Bernard Edwards. They had such um, br- brilliant ideas, and they would always use the artist who were in town or had a sound that they wanted to, to develop on another project. And so, yeah, and it was a spur of the minute situation. He called us in and we jumped in and sang along. And so, yeah. Whoa. So to answer your question, it was a unique experience. Nile and I to this day are, are very good friends. And, um, yeah, creatively, we talk about doing some more things together, especially writing and collaborating. Incredible. Well, that's great. Okay, now, which name do you like better? Do you like Sister Sledge or Sledge Sisters? Oh, hands down, Sledge Sisters, because that's who we are. You know, just even the, even our name. We it was uh, an accident. The DJ introduced us backwards one night. He had a bit too much to drink. And he introduces us Sister Sledge instead of Sledge Sisters. And my sister Carol, the oldest of the sisters, was with us that night. And she's like, you know what? That has a ring to it. You should use it. And the rest is history. But I, I like Sledge Sisters because that's who we are. You know, we are Sledge Sisters. Wow. Uh, so the guy, had, okay, uh, did you ever go back and thank the guy for, uh, you know? <laughs> I don't even know his name, Keith. <laughs> you know, and I was, what, I was 14 then? Because, you know, we, this was way before we had, we were family. We were Sister Sledge. Um, we were always, by the time we were professionally singing, because, you know, I was singing since I was four years old with my sisters. Wow. And in our, our church choir, or I'm not really the choir, but my grandmother's uh, church, we would sing at Peas and at different... Um, we do different appearances at her church, which was mm-hmm. our church, too. But mm-hmm. we were always the Sled Sisters then. And now I actually am talking to one of my favorite producers, film producers, about the story through my eyes, Memoirs of a Little Sister, but really the story behind We Are Family. And really? they're very exciting. So, so we may see a, a movie about uh, the... Oh, uh, you definitely will. Uh, I think right now the working title is "Believe It or Not, All God's Children Got Shoes," <laughs> or, or <laughs> of course, the "We Are Family," the "We Are Family" story. And the reason I chose that is because that was the first song we ever sang in church. And um, you know, I got shoes, you got shoes, all God's children got shoes, and we used to wow. do it in like barbershop harmony. And we oh, must really? have been, I kid you not, we must have been like three, four, five, you know, we were stair steps in age. Uh, but 
we were very, very little and very young. And my grandmother was an opera singer, and she was the one that actually, she was actually a protege with Mary McLeod Bethune. And oh, really? um, went to, yeah, yeah, Bethune-Cookman College. And she was on their very prestigious choir. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is such a great history. Music has always, and not just music, but entertainment and music has always been in our lineage. My father, which a lot of people don't know, was one of the first African-Americans to dance on Broadway in the Broadway production Kiss Me Kate. And, oh, really? Um, if you, yeah, if you Google Fred and Sledge, that was the name of their dance duo, he actually was like Nicholas Brothers. And he, um, and really, if you Google in Wikipedia, it'll say one of the first African-Americans to dance on Broadway, to, to open, actually to break down the barriers on Broadway. So I'm working, I'm working very hard on getting his, you know, his name and his, I have his, I have a pair of his, original tap dance shoes, and I'm working on, you know, of course, getting that in the African American Museum. Oh, that would be beautiful, beautiful. So now, since we're on on the subject of family, you are now doing the family room. Now, was that your, and it seems to be a tremendous success, now, was that your idea or your daughter's idea? Who had to talk who into it? Well, it was my idea to produce the show, to put the show together. And it was my daughter's idea to start here in, in our pandemic, in, in, in our quarantine, to start filming it live from our Instagram. Because we were literally talking to uh, some producers. I had landed a show that, that was about to be picked up on the WE Network about the next generation. Because what I really have been doing more, I mean, I, I love singing, and I always will sing, and I always get requests to do music. But I really have a passion for producing live productions, which I produce festivals, and I produce live music, well, music, um, music concerts. But now I am venturing into producing television, you know. And, yeah, I'll be very honest, at the very beginning stages, which we all are. Uh, and as we learn, as we go, and it started with, with IG, it started with my platform of um, Instagram, but I was, I was executive producing the show when it was going to a network or shop, shop for a network. And now, of course, I would still executive produce it, but now I'm finding myself like rolling up my sleeves and producing for what it's worth right here in our four walls. And it's crazy because Family Room is really growing to a global room. And I, I can account that for the fact that we have, what people don't know, a really strong following in Europe. You know, we, we headline festivals. We, my sisters and I, I've been headlining some by myself there as Kathy Sledge of Sister Sledge or Sister Sledge Featuring. And um, with that said, I really got into the the production part of film footage and using film as a backdrop and, and hiring choreographers to, to bring you to that whole era. You know, Sister Sledge, we were the first girl band to ever dance full on. And so I liked, oh, really? I liked 
Oh, yeah. You know, we, before us, it was maybe the Supremes and, you know, the Three Degrees. And, you know, they would always wear gowns and very poised, very classy. With us, I can't even imagine myself in a gown. I don't think I've ever, <laughs> like, performed in a gown. But with us, you know, we had full-on dancing, and we took ballet lessons, and we had to make sure that our, our dance moves were huge moves and not just small. And so with that, we, we kind of paved the way for the next, the next genre of dancers like, or girl groups that dance like uh, Spice Girls and TLC and En Vogue. You know, we were the first girl group to ever dance full on. And so I'm very proud of that. And with that, I like to show that when I produce the live festivals when I do uh, concerts with my hits. And, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> well, that, that, you've got quite a, um, a career going on here. And speaking of productions, now you've, you've produced uh, Brighter Side of Day. Tell us a little bit about that. That was the first thing I ever ventured into um, as far as a live production. And, you know, in the early days when we would work Vegas, we did a lot of Vegas shows with Bill Cosby and Jay Leno. And, you know, we would always be an opening act in Vegas. And then we would headline in Vegas, too. But mainly, we would it's a whole different show than what you do at a festival. And I would do an impression of Billie Holiday. We would do this segment where we'd give her a tribute. And I've been told that I bring Billie to life on stage. So I thought, you know, we know the heavy story. Let's just do a production of Billy at her best. And that's where I came up with the name Brighter Side of Day. They called her Lady uh, Day. Yeah. Oh. And so, you know, what we do is we literally like, and Brighter Side of Day was literally produced and designed for intimate small clubs. So I debuted in D.C. at Blue Valley and... um what I like to do, I told the producer, I'm sorry, the, the production manager, mm-hmm. to do a search on, on only the most gorgeous pictures of Billy. I want you to find, because I know that there had to be a place in her life where she was just at her best, and that's what we bring out. We know the heavy story. And what's so crazy is both productions on and off Broadway, both those scripts landed on my lap at one point. So, really? you know, I know the heavy story. Really? I had to audition for Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill when George Faison was producing it. I'm sure you know George. We all know, know oh, and love yeah, George. And George. Yeah, George actually, he came to my house one day while I was gardening. <laughs> I, and he introduced himself and he said, I'm George Faison and I hear that you channel Billy Holiday, <laughs> which was bizarre. And I, he, um, he I had to go. Up. He, just, he, he huh? just showed up. He just showed up. He just showed up. He showed up while I was gardening. I, I didn't even ask how he knew where I lived. I was just excited he showed up. And we worked on the script of Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. And even the audition was very interesting. I had to, um, for the audition, he literally, it was just me and a pianist in the room, and he, he sat in a chair, and across mm. the room he just said, okay, channel Billy. And I sang God Bless the Child. Which, before we go, maybe I'll do a little bit of Billy. <laughs> I bet it was beautiful, too. I, 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 I can only imagine it, it had to be beautiful. 
Wow. Well, Incredible. you know, I feel like he was one of the strongest artists ever. I always say if Billy lived in a different time, she may have had a different story. You know, she, she paved the way for a lot of us and she took a lot of hard hits. And um, with Brighter Side of Day, and then there's Stephen Stahl's Lady Day that was on um, Off-Broadway. And uh, Stephen is still a good friend. I had to audition for Stephen, and I got the script for that. None of those, uh, it didn't really transpire, but I've stayed in touch, and I, it did inspire me to do, you know, I know the script. We know the story. And I said, I want to do Billy in such a way that she'd be so proud. Let's, let's just, Let's just find the most gorgeous pictures of her. And so I, I literally invested in flat screens that we mount around. If it's Blue's Alley, we would put them up or lace the whole room with gardenias. And instantly you're wow. in the gardenia room. And oh, then okay. I just yes. propel you to the 40s. <laughs> and there's Billy. Wow. That was oh, fantastic. Well, uh, so... Tell me about Jump Into the Light. Well, Jump Into the Light is now single um, on a project with a group of producers, dance producers in the UK. They have the funniest name ever, but they're really hot over there. If I say their name here, people literally think I've pronounced it wrong, but their name is Horsemeat <laughs> Disco. <laughs> and they are um, four sides. Yeah. Again, the horse meat disco. They they literally horse are four disco. horse meat disco. Don't ask me where they got the name, but these guys are so genius. They literally cut brought back the whole resurgence of dance, and they did it in, with integrity. The music is very strong, and uh, what you have to understand it's it's new to a whole new generation. So they then called on me to do some writing with them. And producing. I'm writing and not producing, but writing and, of course, recording with their production. And uh, Jump Into the Light is now on the charts with their project. And, you know, it's funny because while that's going on over there, it really encouraged me, along with what D-Nice was doing with Thinking of You, to really just roll up my sleeves and start filming Family Room right here in my home, (laughs) which I'd love to tell you more about that, too. Yeah, well, we've got about uh, 60 seconds left before we go to break. Uh, but I just okay. want to, I, I, I just want to uh, remind people that you can stay connected from home, from work, and on the road. And if you'd like to have Harlem America's digital networks, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, all you have to do is download the official Voice America Talk Radio Network app onto your iPhone, and uh, it's free. You can tell a friend. And you can take us along with you at work, uh, home, uh, on the road. We, we'd love to travel with you. So I'm G. Keith Alexander. I've got the very talented uh, songwriter, producer, but she's so much more. She's just a, a wonderful uh, woman and, and entertainer, Miss Kathy Sledge. And it's, uh, I think I told you about a year ago on the phone, or last year on the phone, that I, uh, I can't believe I'm on the phone with Kathy Sledge. <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> Thank now, you. Uh, so, so now uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back with What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. 
listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business, making your business successful with its own media, is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. Hey, thanks for listening to Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And I've got a public service announcement. I just want to get out out of the way real quickly because we're going to get back to our lovely guest, Kathy Sledge. Uh, the I want to congratulate Halia Bear, uh, Baker uh, with the Heart to Heart concert, VIP Victorious in Praise. It's this Saturday, September 26th, and it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the location is right there in the comfort of your own home. Just go to Heart 2, the number 2, Heart to Heart Healthy Praise.com. That's Heart to Heart Healthy Praise. Dot com and it's at 6 p.m. All right, so Kathy, uh, the last time I saw you, the, the, the last time <laughs> I saw you was in Harlem. Do you remember? Yes. And yes, we I were, there was about five of us or something. We were sitting at a table. It was in the Cove Lounge, I believe. And yes. So, so tell, me, tell, tell me, what is it you love about Harlem? I absolutely love Harlem. In fact, you know, when you just reminisce about the Cove, I just miss it so much. And as soon as, you know, things flatten a little better, I plan to get back to Harlem. I love the music. I love the presence of Harlem, if if I may say. It's just um, you can't find it anywhere else. And, the you know, of course, the people is, is what makes Harlem so rich with content. <laughs> Yeah, so I love, you're, I love you're, Harlem. you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And uh, so Harlem America yeah. is all about uh, uh, Harlem and the, the Harlems of the world. Uh, we're the total black experience in entertainment, empowerment, and health and wellness. And uh, we're here to uplift the community and help small black businesses. Uh, and uh, so that, that's what we're all about. So now, talking about small black business, 
uh, and I say small black business because I don't think you have, uh, I think you have less than 500 employees. So uh, is, 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 yeah. is, is your new uh, family room, uh, is, is it going to be a new business for you? Tell me more about family room. Yeah, well, you're so right. You're, you're talking to all the, you're, you're talking right now to all the 500 employees. That would be me, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, definitely. My, my daughter and I, we pretty much do everything together with family room. We put it together. We actually had the synopsis, and we, again, we were pitching it, or just about to pitch it, and started the dialogue with certain networks on my fingers across that we revisit it. But when the pandemic happened and we were all quarantined, Kristen, my daughter, came up with the idea, Mom, let's just, let's just do it right here. And the whole idea of Family Room is a talk show. And I'll be very honest, you know, we are family as a household brand, and I'm the voice on this song. And I thought, it's a no-brainer. Everyone knows the song. Everyone uses the brand. And I thought, the Family Room, of course, I own that brand. And I thought, you know, let's, um, let's put together a talk show. And the merchandising could be endless. Of course, that was the original idea. And then there's a saying, Keith, we plan while God laughs. <laughs> because that is not the reason for Family Room at all. What it has become... It has become a comfort place, a place of comfort for people going through this together. And we laugh in the family room, and we love on each other, and we support each other, and we share recipes. And, of course, we talk about, you know, the relevant things that are going on right now that that is very heavy. Um, But we always started off with a prayer. And what I love is that you just see the huge room on the screen of all these prayer emojis, all different colors. And it's just, it speaks volumes for what Family Room is. What I love the most about Family Room is it's genuine. It's organic. Everything we do, we really have become a family. We support the new college students who are going back to school. Some of them, we have one in the room who's kind of like, I won't say kind of like, but she is actually experiencing on-campus life, and she shares it with us. And here's the best part. On Saturdays, because of the global appeal, that the mm-hmm. music that I sang all my life, we have um, people come in from Europe, and they come in at around 5.30. It's happy hour for them, so they usually show their cocktail emojis. And <laughs> with me, I cater to the... It's so cool, because I cater to the people on the West Coast, and I always have a cup of coffee in my hand, and You'll see all these coffee emojis come up (laughs) for the people on the West. And then my daughter has a glass of wine, and all of us here on the East Coast, they give us a toast with their wine emojis. So we're having this, we're sitting in this virtual, comfortable family room. And we are, what I'm loving now is we're doing something called getting to know you. And where I may have, you know, hundreds of people in the room, now I'm telling them, Come to the screen. Come live with me. And what I love is I'm starting to see that the ladies are doing their makeup or looking really gorgeous oh, really? in their hair. And I'm, yeah, I'm not joking. You say, this, this is the new outside right now. Let's see you. <laughs> let's talk. And it's really become a place of comfort. And, of course, I sing every now and then. I'll sing a song of comfort. And, I've um, heard you, yeah. of 
you know, and it's interesting too because we get a chance to we get a chance to grieve together. Like when we lost um, Chadwick Boseman, for instance, and and the notorious RGB. You know, we I'm sorry, RVG. Yeah, we we literally have been able to lift each other up and through these, you know, and let's not forget on top of everything, we are living through a crisis and, you know, I won't even go into what's going on with black lives matter. You know, we pray in the room for black lives matter. We pray for, you know, the most recent verdict for Brianna Taylor. I'm just saying what we have done now is found a place where we can, Go th- walk through this thing together, all through our phones, and it really has become a virtual family room. And what I love, you'll get someone from Australia, and they stay up. It's it's crazy, Keith. You know, we'll get people that stay up till four in the morning because, of course, when it's twelve noon here, twelve forty-five, it's like you know, four in the morning in Australia. But yeah. I'll have folks come in or South Africa. It's nine o'clock yeah. at night in South Africa, so it's very global. And I'm and I had no idea that it was going to take off the way it is. And Kristen, we're both excited of what's to come. Well, okay. So now, tell me about how is the dating night? Uh, how does that go? How's it coming? It's really yeah. cool. On Wednesday nights, it's a little more intimate, and we really, Kristen and I, literally, you know, we talked about it, it like. We're going to wear dresses on Wednesday night. We're going to get kind of dressed up because there's no other reason to get dressed up anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what a high heel looks like anymore. <laughs> we, don't, you know, we don't have to wear heels. But what Wednesday nights are is what we started realizing, just like in Club Quarantine. And by the way, D-Nice is always in the room with us sometimes. He'll come in. But just like Club Quarantine where you have this virtual club and you buy virtual drinks at the bar... Um, family room has become a place to meet up. And what we started noticing is I started getting messages or DMs, direct messages from different people in the room saying, you know, I'd love to, if you really are thinking about that, because I mentioned the dating game one night. If you're thinking about that, I'm kind of shy, but I'd love to be a part of this. So what I'm realizing, and even the guys, the guys, you know, they were more shy than the women, but, what it's turning into and morphing into now is, is I call it getting to know you because I think dating game kind of made people a little afraid. <laughs> but now I'm serious. You know, everybody got cold feet, but what is really working is it's called getting to know you. And again, I can't tell you how organic things have been falling in place. You know, we have now we're working on our weight together. We're doing this. I can't wait. W. W I E G H T. I can't okay. wait challenge. <laughs> you know? Cute. And uh, we have someone in the room, we have gourmet chefs in the room and they share their recipes and we're doing a gourmet soup detox now. It's just what? I can't tell you. I had no idea. So I'm going on and on and on because you can hear how elated I am. I'm excited about most importantly, I'm excited that we are pulling ourselves through this quarantine together. Well, uh, aside from from my having uh, come into the uh, family room and be nice, who else has been in the family room? Uh, that's a, you know we do this thing called 
yeah, I'm a big fan of Paul McCartney's, and one of my favorite songs is Let Him In, you know. Someone's knocking at the door, somebody's oh, yeah. ringing the bell. And so Kristen and I, we have this surprise guest part of the show, that there's always someone behind the door, and everyone in the room, you have no idea who may be. Um, and what I love, because it's very interactive, the minute that you hear the song randomly play, and it's not every Saturday or Wednesday. It's random that we may have a guest. But when the minute that the whole room hears it, all of a sudden, Keith, you see all these door emojis come up and <laughs> the knocking emojis come up and the bells. And Kristen and I do this little knocking at the door thing. We kind of we slip sync to it and sing along with it. And then we have a surprise guest. And our guest so far has been on Nile Rodgers and, and Sinbad the comedian, Tommy Davidson came in. Um, we've had, of course, um, Tony Harris, originally from CNN, and okay. Nisi Williams. So, you know, we never know. I'm talking to other people, too. Quest Love, be nice. You know, but I'm talking to other people about coming and being our surprise guest behind the door. Some really cool, <laughs> fun folks. Well, so, you okay. know, it's so, been really cool. Okay. So, so tell people, okay, Wednesday night at what time? Okay, it's Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, and come ready for your close-up. I tell everyone that, <laughs> like Norman Desmond, because we do bring you in okay. the room if you like. Um, Wednesday night, again, are more intimate, and it's 8 o'clock, and then Saturday, which is global. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, okay. it's, yeah, it's at 1245 Eastern. Eastern Standard Time. All right, twelve forty-five Saturday. So now, so now uh, you've got the foundation. Uh, let's talk about the We Are Family Foundation for a moment. What are you focusing on with the foundation? Well, I can honestly say, Nile Rogers is the founder of We Are Family Foundation, and and Nancy Hunt, and they called me on board to be on the board of directors. I'm just recently now am an honorary board member because I was on the board of directors for the past, I would say, eight years of that. And um, mm -hmm. what the We Are Family Foundation is all about is a global uh, initiative to literally find global team leaders around the world. And they actually invest in the dreams of these teenagers and team leaders and young adults who actually have found different, I guess you could say, inventions and, and creations and bringing things to, to fruition that the foundation supports and helps to make it happen. So they actually fly, they, they seek out global team leaders all over the world, and every mm -hmm. year they fly them in. We fly them in, and then they support their dreams. And there's been so many incredible, incredible things that these young kids are doing because actually they are, they really are our future, our tomorrow. And that's what the We Are Family Foundation is mainly about. Wow, Kathy, that was amazing. An amazing uh, interview, too. And I really enjoyed being with you. Uh, you are a Renaissance woman. You're very talented. And uh, I just want to thank you very, very much for taking the time to join us at What's Hot Harlem America. 
with G. Keith Alexander. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And to all of you listening out there, thank you so much for joining Harlem America. We're here every Friday from 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Please join us. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.